Hello everyone, welcome back to But Is It Healthy? Today we're going to be talking about a wide variety of topics, but the overall summary is that we're looking at protection from UV radiation and basically the sun. So let's talk about sunscreen. Well, not just sunscreen, we're talking about a lot of different ways people try to protect themselves from the sun. Now, because there are so many different ways people have protection from the sun, we're not going to hit all of them. That was not what I was originally trying to research for this episode. What I was looking at originally was tanning sunscreen. Don't worry, that particular subtopic will show up at some point. But when I started looking into it, I found that there was such a plethora of research on various ways to protect your skin from UV radiation and other issues that come with sun exposure that I felt that just trying to focus on one very niche topic that only affects a few people isn't going to be as helpful. Now, I say very few. Lots of people use tanning sunscreen. However, that does limit us to a pretty isolated population. So I am trying to hit everybody here and I am trying to include all of the different things one of the big ones that I don't have as much time to go into because this is an entire industry and learning all of those standards when I have no background information is hard is going to be UV protective clothing. Now, I will do a quick overview of that from what I have read so far. UV protective clothing is an effective way to protect your skin from UV radiation and sun exposure. However, the actual grading scale is a bit more tricky and even clothing that is not marketed as UV protective offers some protection against solar radiation just because you're not getting direct contact with the sun. You're not getting direct contact with the sun anyways. Please don't go stand on the sun, even if you somehow have a rocket ship. It's a bad call. But what I mean is there's a barrier between your skin and the solar radiation. You're going to see an improved overall effect of that if you're wearing you're going to see an overall improved effect with that if you're wearing darker colors thicker fabrics and are going for something on that protective scale but as I don't have all of that information and not going into it any further take that as you will do your own homework that's your homework assignment for today and go find out what UV protective clothing you own I'm betting it's sunglasses but the three big ones that I want to talk about are melanin sunscreen, and tanning beds. Now, one of these things is not like the other. Actually, none of these things are alike. Melanin is a naturally occurring chemical substance found in melanosomes of human beings who have darker colored skin. Sunscreen is a chemical substance that has been made and mass marketed since the 1920s and is generally accepted as one of the most effective ways to protect your skin against the sun, at least those ways that are commercially marketed as such. And tanning beds. Tanning beds are commonly cited in the world around me as being an effective way to prevent sunburn and therefore, in the long term, skin cancer. Now, we're going to go through each of these particular ones and talk about the benefits and the downsides of each of them. There are some really exciting benefits to most of them. One of them has significantly less so. Our main goal here is going to be summed up as we would like to protect ourselves from that UV radiation and solar radiation in general. You get other radiation from the sun when you're exposed to it, not just UVs, but UV radiation is what's cited as the most carcinogenic form. 
You want other sun protection because it is going to affect your skin coloration. Depending on who you are, depending on your culture and your ethnic background, you're going to have different ideas about what is a desirable skin tone. That is where that whole general radiation protection comes in. That has less of a physical health impact, but a more life overall health impact. And we're going to talk about that too. I guess if we're going to start off by being a little bit controversial, which I have, let's talk about melanin. So melanin is that chemical substance. It is found inside melanosomes, not melanophores. Melanophores are a chromatophore, which occur in non-human species. Melanosomes are the organelles in human cells that contain melanin. The presence of melanin in human skin offers it its darker color and offers you some degree of sun protection naturally, which is excellent. It has been shown in scientific research that certain individuals have melanin in such high quantities that it offers them sun protection at a level of 13.4 SPF. That is huge. That's better than I would get as someone who does not have much melanin, if any, in their skin. So where are the downsides to this particular form of skin protection? Well, while it offers protection, while it offers protection against immediate sunburn, it only offers some protection and it offers some protection against cancer as a result of that. But long term, it does not protect against all forms of photo aging. So development of wrinkles, skin sagging, things like that, and offers other kinds of pigmentary disorders that come with it. You will not necessarily be seeing even distribution of melanin, and that can present in varying ways. Sometimes people will develop spots that have higher concentrations of melanin, and those can be either cosmetically, cosmetically undesirable, or they can be listed as something that is actually painful in certain individuals. Pain is obviously a bad thing. It's one of our absolutes and we don't want pain. And if it's causing you emotional distress because of cosmetic reasons, then it's still a bad thing because it is affecting your emotional health. Those are the downsides of melanin as a form of photo protection. Additionally, melanin does not offer protection against other forms of skin cancer. Those particular forms of skin cancer are not affected by solar radiation or UV radiation. However, it does make it a little bit more of a challenge to diagnose them because they do not present in the ways that people typically look for skin cancer or in places that people typically look for skin cancer, which is why if you notice any differing um, patterns of skin color that you would not consider normal on yourself or just a little bit odd, it is important to get them checked out and hopefully your physician is aware of what sort of patterns they are looking for. So go find a good dermatologist if you have any concerns about patches of skin. Don't just pick the one that's closest, assuming you have that option. Sorry, I am aware there are plenty of limitations when picking healthcare providers these days. Moving on from melanin though, so let's talk about that commercially available sunscreen. Now, individuals with melanin are still advised to use sunscreen as they it can prevent some of those pigmentary disorders. Uh, it's not necessarily comfortable and 
Oftentimes it is recommended that if you have concerns about pigmentary disorders, you would be better off using protective clothing. But we're talking about sunscreen, not clothing. We've talked about clothing to the extent I'm going to. Sunscreen is associated with a SPF rating. We talked about that a little bit with your melanin, and that's basically just how much protection you're getting from UV radiation. Now, this is a direct correlation. It can prevent sunburn, which is caused by UV radiation, and long-term can prevent skin cancers or skin cancers that develop as a result of UV radiation. Now, that's going to be your melanomas, not necessarily all of your basal cell carcinomas. So different kinds of cancers will develop as a result of that photo radiation exposure. Sunscreen use has been shown to decrease that. However, we have a problem, and that problem is that people don't wear sunscreen. Um, we are seeing an increased use of sunscreen across the area. I have a number of studies starting in 2002 that talks about the dangers of sunburn and the increased use of sunscreen. However, at that time, they were also starting to note there was an increased use of tanning. We're going to talk about tanning in a bit. The other downsides is that when we do our Google search analysis, we have two different studies. They were done by some of the same people, but these studies looked at specifically at people looking for sunscreens, trying to find the right ones for them. And they generally found that after the 2009, there was an increase of people looking for sunscreen. Now, this is not the case in certain areas of the world. Specifically in German-speaking countries, there was less of a push to find sunscreen outside of the month of June, which is when apparently everybody in the world is looking for sunscreen, if they're looking for sunscreen at all. But sunscreen use has been associated with those major decrease in skin cancer incidences and a high increase of protection against melanomas. So moving on, I, I'm going to just say sunscreen works, assuming you're using proper sunscreen. Current recommendations for both Canada and the United States say you shouldn't be using less than 30 SPF sunscreen. And also, current evidence suggests there is no risk associated with using the inorganic sunscreens that offered the highest level of protection against UV radiation. Those would be titanium dioxide or zinc oxide. There was a media scare several years ago regarding the potential for absorption of some of those heavy metals. Um, it was not found that they were absorbed through the skin if you were just applying them as far as sunscreen goes. However, cosmetically, those particular sunscreens are not necessarily nice. They're going to be those pasty sort of sticky ones that you kind of get a white sheen over your skin after you've applied. Um, they still offer the best protection though, so take that information as you will and go make good choices. Now, let's talk about that last method of attempted protection, which is tanning. Tanning is thought to offer this protection because if you have those darker skin tones, you're less likely to develop sunburn. Um, no. Unfortunately, this has not been shown to be true based on the current evidence. First of all, tanning beds use artificial UV radiation, which was ruled back in 2011 as carcinogenic, and that has been upheld by a number of studies since then. Basically, UV radiation is going to have those cancer-causing effects 
whether you are sitting in a bed that has been man-made or are standing out in direct sunlight. Unfortunately, this is this is really bad. A meta-analysis from 2012 came back with a lovely number that says your risk of skin cancer increases at 1.59% every time you use a tanning bed in a year. That's not great. That's that's certainly not great. And this goes up to this included participants up to age 35, whereas other studies limited themselves to teenagers, and we're going to talk about that in a minute here, um, because we have a lot of data on teenagers. Shocking, we rarely have data on children, but this is one of those things where people have access to the Youth Risk Behavior Survey, and as these particular devices have been ruled as carcinogenic, this counts as a youth risky behavior. There is a study that came out in 2017 that looked at specifically 2009 to 2015, a study that came out in 2014 that looked at it from 2001 to 2011. And this study is based off of that original 2002 study that came back and said, well, 83% of children have had sunburns in this past year. 34.4% of girls were using sunscreen and 10% of girls were using, excuse me, 10% of children were using tanning beds with girls using it more than boys. At age 17, it said about 35% of the female population was using a tanning bed back in 1999 when they were collecting their data. Now, looking at our youth risk behaviors studies, we have some collaborative data. That 83% sunburn seems to be pretty consistent throughout. While I don't have the number for the 2014 version, the 2017 version came back with us looking at between an 80 two and an 88% of people experiencing sunburns. So that number still seems to be staying the same in spite of increased use of sunscreen, which is concerning. And what also is concerning is the lovely trend we got to see regarding the use of tanning beds. Now, all of my data regarding tanning beds has been corroborated with other studies. If you'd like to check out the website, all of this is going to be up by Sunday. I'm sorry, I can't guarantee it's up by Today, it's just not possible with my schedule. But check out the research, make your own decisions if you don't agree with me. But using that information, they saw an increase from 1999 where 10% of youth were using tanning beds to uh, 2001, which, which saw a pretty big increase, and then 2009, which it's actually going to be the year that we have the highest amount of tanning overall, with 15.6% with using tanning beds. Now, that number decreased by 2015. The number seems to still be decreasing based on Google search trends. I don't have exact numbers for modern day, unfortunately, but we're going with what we got. So... In 2015, it was down to 7.3% using tanning beds. Now, throughout all of this, it was shown that girls tended to tan more than boys. These studies also collected some research on sunscreen use, and interestingly enough, girls were also more likely to use sunscreen. So, one of the potential takeaways from this is that girls were just more concerned about their skin overall. And following along with that, the highest amount of girls who were using tanning in the first place was non-Hispanic white females. Now you did see some Hispanic females using it as well, but 
it, it still was lower. The highest number being 37.4% in that 2009 period, which has dropped dramatically over half in 2015. We saw levels of 15.2%. So that was a pretty significant drop. Um, and unfortunately, these studies also showed a relationship between tanning and sunburns with 82% of people who were tanning having a sunburn. Now, that, that dropped again as we went through time, thank goodness, but we're still seeing those positive correlations. And in white females, we're still seeing it at a very high percentage as of 2015. That was still at 75.8%. So it doesn't look like tanning actually offers you protection against sunburn. We just think it does due to selective memory which is a huge bummer because not only is tanning contributing to potential skin cancer in the future, it's not even offering you that short-term benefit of not getting sunburn. I'm deeply disappointed in this. <laughs> but those are our big three as far as what I'm going to talk about and our minor detour into clothing. So I want to make a quick note here of a 2009 letter that talks about sunscreen abuse, which would be the using of sun sunscreen incorrectly to excuse your behavior and expose yourself to increased amounts of solar radiation and putting yourself at a higher risk of cancer. Don't do this. That said, wrap up time. What's the best way to protect yourself from the sun? Wearing sun protective clothing and sunscreen. You get bonus protection if you have naturally occurring melanin in high enough quantities. Unfortunately, you, you don't get out of wearing sun protective clothing because you need it in order to prevent other pigmentary disorders and overall photo aging, which is a huge bummer. <laughs> but Going forward, I hope this all encourages you as we move into the warmer months, if you're living up here in the Northern Hemisphere, to wear your sunscreen, wear your protective clothing, make good choices, and don't go tanning. Thank you all. I hope you have a great weekend and rock on.